as a leader, it's such a good feeling to watch my team find a problem, figure out a solution and solve it all on their own. It's not so great when my team hits roadblocks. Today, we spoke to someone at Levi's, whose job it is to make sure creatives never have to deal with those kinds of roadblocks again. At the end of the day, the experiences that we deliver for our customers really come from uh, creative geniuses that we have within our company. Zach Crittenden has helped Levi's transition to composable technology that allows marketers to do amazing things. But his job is not just to put the tech in place, it's also to make sure that marketers never have to call him for help to use it. If the tool's good enough, they'll adopt it. If you did a good enough job of creating the new way to do it, if you build it, they will come. You're listening to People Changing Enterprises. Today on the show, how to create autonomous teams by making it impossible for them to fail. I'm Jasmine Goodman, and please enjoy this episode with Zach Crittenden from Levi's. Zach, can you tell us about a change that you brought about at Levi's that you're most proud of? I think the answer to that is our content management system. So when I first joined Levi's, we've been in this ongoing process of digital transformation. In that initial implementation, content management was basically an afterthought. When you look at the dollars and cents of it, being able to have really cool, compelling content on your homepage, not as important as being able to take orders and fulfill them. But in our most recent major platform work that we did in moving to a fully headless architecture, that was also the opportunity to implement content management system for the first time. And so I'm really proud of how that content management system has worked out, both for our external customers as well as our, our business users. We have in just a few years gone from the most basic of capabilities to hundreds of different pages of content. I was looking the other day, we have over 100 active users in the system managing all different aspects of the website, over 70,000 entries of content, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of pages, live in 60 countries, nine different languages. So being able to create the tools that allow that to be managed at scale by a really wide group of uh, users is something that I'm really proud of. Business users are able to do that, create really rich experiences with video and interactive elements, all without any you know, ongoing day-to-day -day involvement from QA, engineering, or performance. Fantastic. And I know that autonomous teams are is, is a topic that's very dear to your heart. Can you explain a little to our listeners why it is so important to you? In college, I majored in computer science and minored in psychology. I got my master's degree in human factors engineering. Ultimately, what I realized is that I really love building things and learning new technologies and just understanding how things work from a technology perspective. But I also really like people and understanding what makes them tick and what makes people do the things that they do, motivations, desires, skills, all those sorts of things. User experience is a great way to apply a lot of those same things, but in a much, you know, a place where you can have an idea and literally have it live and getting feedback from users hours later. And so I think that's a big part of why it is so important to me that it's really half of the project is the 
experience that we're delivering to the external customers. The other half of the project is how we're doing that in a way that is easy to use and easy to learn and understand for the business users that are using that tool. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, the experiences that we deliver for our customers really come from the creative geniuses that we have within our company, whether that's our copywriters, our creative designers, our uh, marketing teams who, you know, planning the campaigns and what the theme and voice and message is supposed to be. And so as much as possible, we want to, as a technology person, my job, as I see it, is to understand what it is that they're trying to convey and what the differences and similarities are across campaigns, across locales, languages. In many cases, there are a lot of things that stay the same, but there are also often many things that are different and it's critical that they're able to be different. And so one of the most critical things for us as we designed our overall architecture for our, our composable architecture, as well as as we implement any individual specific thing, is to make sure that it it's sufficiently flexible. All of the capabilities that we've delivered are very usable by the business users. So there are occasional frustrations and friction points. There is a small amount of training necessary, but it's uh, not something where a new CMS user needs to have weeks and weeks of tutorials and a lot of handholding to get up to speed with the system. For the most part, our new CMS authors are able to jump right in and start contributing almost within their first day or two and learn most of what they need to on the job as they're using the system to do these things. So I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to deliver all of these powerful, flexible capabilities, but to do it in a way that is still very usable by the business users and something that they generally don't hate using. <laughs> I very rarely hear them cursing and shaking their fists at me. Admittedly, there's some rough patches and some things that are, I think maybe could be easier, but in most cases, things that are hard to do are not hard to do because the systems themselves make it hard, but because it's an inherently challenging business problem. How has collaboration between different functions changed during your tenure at Levi's? The most important thing in the collaboration between the different functions is I think you want to conceptually separate the necessary ingredients to what you're building from the individual people that are fulfilling those roles. You need that, that sort of um, functional interaction design. And then you also need the overall strategy, the purpose, the you know why you're doing things. And so how can we build a set of tools that are fairly easy to learn and easy to use to deliver on that purpose? And then what's the sort of UX design system that goes into that? So at Levi's, most of our brand experiences go through a lot of levels of review before they go live. Being aware of that and making sure that that's something built into the system is also important. So prior to this composable architecture, when we had a monolith and things were built more in a more bespoke manner, we had a lot of designs were full Photoshop mockups and they were being reviewed and signed off as PDFs or as part of a big PowerPoint deck. And the two major downsides to that are it's a lot of effort for the creative team to create high fidelity 
full page mockups of something that that then also has to go and be <laughs> built in the CMS. And also inevitably, a full page mockup is not going to be exactly the same as it ends up working on a responsive website or a responsive mobile app. And so that was one of the really important things for us in, in our project was building really powerful preview capabilities so that content could be previewed and shared as a link that anyone within the company could, you know, open on their computer or their phone and see how things are going to look to our customers and not have to go off of a PowerPoint or PDF. And that is, if you think about the sum total of a, you know, what may look like a small change from the outside, but it really has a domino effect, right? Tell us a little more about that. It's funny, when we were initially looking at the business process, we really looked at every step of that process, including how the photo shoots work and where those assets end up and, you know, all that entire process end to end. And we found that actually one of the big delays was in that creative revision review process. And so we identified that a preview feature was going to be a really important capability to build. We implemented it. And as we were implementing it, I was talking to these business teams and saying, okay, so once this goes live, you guys can stop doing these Photoshop mockups and, and PDFs and these sorts of things. And just the look of horror on their faces because they thought, well, that's the most important thing that we do. How can you say that we're going to be getting rid of that? And so I actually backed off on it and said, okay, it's an option. I'm not telling you, you have to stop doing it, but you spend a lot of time doing that. And it's probably going to be better to just preview things in the CMS. And I'm um, sure enough, when we went live the first few months, they did continue that manual process. But a few months after that, I think they quickly realized, oh, wait, I can just share this preview link. The person that I share the preview link with prefers that to the PDF that they've been looking at because they can actually look at the preview link in a browser and get a better sense of exactly how it's going to look and work and so on and so forth. And so sort of on its own, that process ended and was replaced with what I thought it should have been replaced with, but we did it in a very soft way. <laughs> so we didn't force them to, to stop doing. And I think that's, that's actually a great analogy for a lot of parts of digital transformation of really trying to create tools that enable teams really should be fully in the control of the creative team to manage those experiences. And I, I think one of the important lessons is to really do try to understand the full business process and not so much what's happening, but why it's happening. So that PDF review thing, it didn't really matter that it was a PDF file. What mattered was that it was important to a creative person, the creative person's boss and the creative person's boss's boss, that they all have visibility and input into what was going to be showing up on our homepage. It's really important to understand why those steps existed so that as we implemented these tools, we could ensure that as much as possible, the new tools could be used to support those things. I actually always try to explain it, like talking with team members, ask them to imagine that computers don't exist. We're living in Victorian England and, you know, working by candlelight, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's like, at the end of the day, what matters is there's an experience. We have, we're a business, we make things, we sell things, we have customers, we communicate with those customers in these different ways. 
there are very important roles that humans have in these different steps and make sure to understand what those are and uh, make sure that the tools that we develop support the things that whether it's visibility, direct control, uh, approval, actual editorial intervention, whatever those different things are, that the tools support those things that those teams need to do. And I think you were very, very smart in not pushing it onto them. Right. If the tool is good enough, they'll adopt it. If you did a good job of understanding what they're doing and why they're doing it, if you understood it well enough and you did a good enough job of creating the new way to do it, if you build it, they will come. For the most part, we have built things so that the business users really, as they're working on things, have the friendliest possible experience, which I think has really helped make it easier to collaborate across teams within those tools. So I think one example I've given previously is the idea of negative use cases or essentially making sure that you're very clear on the number of right ways and wrong ways something could be configured. And so if you ideally want to build your business capabilities in such a way that it's hard to use it incorrectly, so you don't want to put in options that are conflicting with one another, you then end up with a system, which is, I think, what we've built for the most part, where uh, the business users have a fairly easy time using it. There's very rarely ugly surprises, things that pop up in production that you didn't anticipate, bad experiences for a customer. Those sorts of things are pretty rare because of the care that we've taken and how we build things. And it reminds me of something a, a friend of mine once said, and he said, you know, Jasmine, there is no user error. It's non-existent. If you build it in a way that it can be misused, then, you know, shame on you, not on a user, because the more transparent and the more obvious it is how to use it and how to make best use of it, the better you've done your job. And if you're passionate about what you do, you always have that experience in mind, right? You don't just think about your point of view, you try to incorporate the end user's point of view and probably the intermediate user's point of view as well. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. It's a lot easier to find ways to win people over gradually, change things gradually. I guess uh, carrots are much better than sticks. Um, if you can make things that people want to use and make their lives better, make it easier for them to get their work done, make it easier for them to create great experiences for your customers, they'll want to use those tools. So the best thing that you can do is make a great, easy to use system. And 90% of the problem right there is solving their needs so that they don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put a button on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> carrots and sticks It's all I needed to hear. Yes, carrots and sticks, <laughs> carrots and sticks, yes. Sticks exist, but uh, maybe the knowledge of the existence of a stick is okay, but ideally, you know, on a daily basis, it's all carrots. Try to carrot first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark 